Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Planting Wildflowers podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Leonardis. Today, I am thrilled to be sitting with a new friend. Christina Silvera is someone I feel so lucky to have met online. So never underestimate the value of your presence on social media because there are some really wonderful people that you'll have this opportunity to connect with. And you know, in a world where we are, we have been, not so much now, but in a world where we have been limited in terms of our connection, our physical connection with people, social media has given us an opportunity, if we choose to take it, to make new friends, to get curious about what other people are doing out there in the world. And you find that that resonance that you have with people when you meet in person, you can achieve that in the online space as well. So never underestimate the value of showing up on social media, connecting, commenting on what you're seeing other people being up to, because it could very well lead to a very special connection. Christina, I'm so glad that you're on the show today. Give me a moment just to share with everyone a little bit about you, and then you can help us fill in the gaps. So for everyone listening, I just want you to know that I think that homeschooling moms are the bomb. I think homeschooling moms are the most courageous, creative, epic moms out there. And Christina is one. So we'll start there. She actually left a corporate career to be able to honor her life's calling. She's an entrepreneur. Obviously, she's a mom. And she's an advocate for living a holistic lifestyle. She loves to help other people reclaim their health. And she does this by just pointing them in the direction of how easy it can be to remove toxins from their homes. And she's also a holistic nutrition student. Christina, I couldn't be happier to have this conversation with you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here today. Yeah, this is, this is nice. And it's really cool that we met online. We have a Mm -hmm. lot of things in common. We share a lot of similar interests. We know a lot of the same people. And, you know, if we can't, we couldn't have had the opportunity to meet in person, then I'm glad we're here together in this space. There's a lot of value here. So tell us a little bit about you, you epic mom, you. (laughs) Sure. Um, So I am a mom to two girls. Um, They are feisty in every way that you want them to be. Um, I am a homeschooling mom. I did leave my corporate job, which was a teacher. So I was a teacher for many, many years in the high school level. And I decided to leave uh, just before the pandemic happened um, and to fulfill my dream of homeschooling my kids. Um, My first child went to JK for about half the year and it was not a good experience. And it was just that gut feeling of if she needs to be home with me, I need to. I need to be your teacher and then we need to explore things differently. And so we took off with that. Um, And I also own my own business called Naturally a Goddess, where it's all natural bath and beauty products. Um, I love being outdoors and gardening and hiking and all that kind of thing. And yes, I currently enrolled in holistic nutrition school. So I'm also adding that to my repertoire of things. I love it. I love it. I I think that being a student is 
it's one of those signals to me that someone is truly committed to this idea that they're ever evolving. So it's very clear to me in all the work that you do that you are so committed to natural health and supporting other people. But that, I mean, the knowledge that you have in this moment, you are very aware it can grow into something more. And I, that's what I appreciate whenever I hear someone has, is a student of something, you know, it's, and it, it shows that you honor yourself. You have this deep desire to be supportive and helpful in the health realm. And you're seeking that information to be able to, to do that. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think it's super important for you to be true to yourself because when you're not, you're often led down a different path in life and it's a lot of upset usually. Um, So being true to yourself and honoring yourself and what you feel in your heart is extremely important to guide you through your life. And then if you have children, showing them to be courageous and to follow your heart and to follow your gut and your dreams and to not let anybody else say, no, you can't. Oh, so good. Before we hit record, actually, we were talking about courage. Maybe that's the underlying theme of our conversation today, Christina. Um, I, I kind of wonder to myself, you're a student, so that is a big commitment in and of itself. You decided to homeschool your girls, huge commitment. I know that you said that you you have a teaching background, so you are an educator. And some people listening might think that that would that would suggest that it would be easier for you to homeschool. And maybe, maybe you feel like there's an element of truth to that. I don't know, but your girls are young. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, were there any sort of um, emotions or concerns going into this? Or did you just know that this was, this was the right fit? For me, it was a hundred percent the right fit. Um, Being a teacher, has its advantages to a degree. You're not usually teaching your own child when you're teaching in a school setting. Um, So there's those challenges of, are they going to listen to me? I'm their mother versus them listening to somebody else. Um, But the one advantage would be that I have had access over the many years of being a teacher to different kinds of resources. So that I find was sort of an advantage because I had exposure to different sorts of resources and I could try different things, but I've also been exposed to so many other resources in the homeschool room that I had never seen before. So on one hand, it was an advantage. On the other, I'm still learning so much from different homeschool groups and through my own searching and learning and that kind of thing. So um, in that respect, I'm still, again, always learning about that. But to go back to the whole meeting my expectations thing, for me, it was everything I ever wanted. It was everything I dreamed it would be. And it's evolved. I do have a little pod now. So it's my girls and a couple other kids. Um, But it wasn't such an easy transition for my husband because it came up a lot of questions around what typical people ask. Aren't you worried about socialization? Aren't you worried that they're going to be behind? And then all the other things that kind of come up with children who are homeschooled and that people who are not accustomed to homeschooled families would ask. But he quickly came on board and he could see the learning that they were doing, um, how well they're excelling. And you also have to break free from the mindset of school doesn't have to look like you sitting at a desk being talked at. 
So we spend a lot of time interacting with each other. There's a lot of hands-on learning. There's a lot of stuff that isn't recorded or on paper because it just can't be. And you're exploring, you're talking. I'm not going to sit down and write every little thing, um, but they are learning. And we are outside a lot of the time exploring. And so much happens when you just let them explore and learn for themselves and be creative. And I found that once I removed my oldest from public school, her creativity exploded, absolutely exploded because she wasn't being told to fit in this box. I was allowing her to be free to explore and to roam. So for anyone who's concerned about, you know, falling behind or socialization, there are so many opportunities for children to be socialized. It does take a little bit of work to find different things, but once you find your little group, the possibilities are endless and you meet so many people out during the day too. And you start talking to them and you realize that they're homeschoolers as well. And then, so you're just increasing your network of people. So it's been amazing in that respect because we've met so many cool people and have been to many interesting places that you typically don't get to experience when you're in a school setting. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing this because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who listen uh, including myself, have considered the option of homeschooling and the concerns that you just like you hit them all on the head right there. Um, I think that's something that's a fear that's baked into us mm-hmm. as adults because we move through the system in mm-hmm. a particular way. We feel like our children need to replicate what experiences we have. But mm-hmm. if we were being honest with ourselves as adults, if we had had the opportunity to explore and be creative what what would have been possible for us in Mm -hmm. those formative years I mean that's a question we'll never really be able to answer but it's worth exploring in your own mind it especially if you are a parent to a child and you've considered this option in your life I think it's a really healthy exercise to make it a family discussion I think it's a really good move Absolutely. It's not for everyone. It's no. not for everyone. I want to qualify that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is definitely worth exploring as a family. I love that you've shared that. Thank you. And if you have any resources, we can always add those to the um, to the notes from today's show. And then if someone's curious, they can they can uh, pursue that for themselves. Yeah, for sure. I do have a homeschool website actually, uh, where I do, I have been collecting resources and I've divided up based on grades and subject areas, um, just things that I've come across. So I'll definitely send that over to you. And I do have a consultation service that I can assist families with if they're stuck, um, they don't know where to begin, um, all kinds of things where we can share resources tailored to the child. So all kinds of things. Oh, Christina, thank you. That's amazing. That's the kind of thing. That's what gives people the courage. Mm -hmm. And there's that word, the courage and the confidence to pursue something that doesn't fit what they've known all along. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for sharing that. I just want to add one more thing. Some of the things I come see coming up in certain groups that I go through, um, a lot of comments, parents thinking that they're failing their child. You're Mm -hmm. absolutely not failing your child by any means. And just because a child can't read a small graphic novel by the time they're seven or eight doesn't mean that they're a failure or that you're a failure. It's just the children learn at different stages. And yes, there's those benchmarks that there are in school, but that doesn't 
depict how the child is learning because one day they'll wake up and I'll be like, and they'll just be blurting out every single sentence and word that you've been trying to teach them and reading these longer books. And you're thinking, whoa, where did that come from? But it's just something in them developmentally that needs to take time. So just if there are parents out there wondering, am I doing something wrong? You're absolutely not. You're actually providing them a very enriched environment and letting them learn at their own pace instead of them feeling pressured to reach these benchmarks by certain times. Yeah, I like that. And I would I would add to that even further, even if your child is in the mainstream system and you're using benchmarks like what you described, mm-hmm. a small graphic novel as an example, uh, there's no guarantee that in that system that that happens. I mean, right. I've witnessed that. And then mm-hmm. the questions will begin to surface about whether or not you're failing your child by keeping them in the system. I think the, the overriding um, message here is evaluate your specific situation under mm-hmm. your roof is the only place where the decisions need to be made. To be made. Yeah. The influences from outside sources these days, I think we've learned, uh, you know, as of late that the very best decisions are made as a family mm-hmm. and with the understanding that the results need only to pertain to the people under that roof. All the goodness that happens under your own roof will ripple out. What you decide under your roof is always going to be the right decision, whatever that may be. Absolutely. I completely agree. Now let's shift gears just slightly, even though it dovetails beautifully because you are so committed to enriching lives. I want to talk about your career as uh, a natural health professional. Your business, Naturally a Goddess, is gorgeous. Thank you. You have amazing products. And I want to kind of know from you, where did this passion come from? Like, did you did you grow up in an environment like this? And then do share with us what um, your business, Naturally a Goddess, is, is all about. Yeah. So I have always been into the more holistic side of things. Um, never really into prescriptions, over-the-counters, that kind of thing. Um, Didn't necessarily grow up that way. It was more so when I started noticing things myself, where I started to be more in tune with things. And as I got older, I started noticing different skin irritations and kind of different allergies that were popping up. And so it made me more curious. Uh, But I never really dove into it until I started getting involved with essential oils and meeting different people through that and learning about different avenues of health. So once I really started diving deep into that, then I started recognizing that, hey, my immediate environment is a little bit toxic. Um, My surrounding environment, like outside, we don't really have much control over that, but again, a little more toxic, the food I was eating, things I was putting on my skin. So I really had to take a step back and say, okay, what's going on? And then I really started getting into the researching aspect of the products I was using on my skin and those ingredients and what health effects they were having on my body negatively. Um, And then one day, I can't even remember the product that it was, I was so disgusted in what was in it that I tossed it in the garbage. I went around, literally got a box, put all my cleaning supplies, like commercial, all my, and I'm an all or nothing person. Just going to say this. (laughs) So 
felt I grabbed everything that did not fit my, what I expected to be in my home anymore. I threw it out. Air fresheners, cleaning supplies, body products, makeup, shampoos, conditioners. And I went to go buy and make my own things. So it was a lot of label reading. It was a lot of literally standing in the grocery store, looking at the the ingredient list, checking the EWG. Okay. Nope. Nope. Okay. Put this one back next one. And when I was not finding what I wanted, that's when I started creating my own products. So if it wasn't for me getting into the essential oils, I probably maybe eventually down the road, but would not have gotten to where I was so quickly. Um, and seeing the positive effects the essential oils were having. And then I had a light bulb moment the one day saying, why don't I use the oils with my natural products? So then that's how Naturally Goddess was born. And just from there, I've just started creating things that um, are actually good for your skin that have benefits. You're not going to have side effects with the essential oils that I use. You don't have to worry about them being contaminated or not being a pure quality grade oil. Um, And just people can feel really confident using it, knowing that they're not getting, um, you know, endocrine disruptors or things that could contribute to different cancers or eczema or psoriasis on their skin. So it's actually a benefit to their skin. Um, yeah, so I'm just ever evolving that, that product line to include more items as I continue on my learning journey as well. I love that. So it's literally a representation of your lifestyle. So what you Mm -hmm. would use in your own home is now being offered out to other people who Mm -hmm. maybe are ready to make the same choices that, that you've made for the health of yourself and your family. Yes, exactly. And not to say that (laughs) to do what I did and throw everything out at once, because that's very overwhelming. But again, that that's me. I like to, if it was sitting there, it would bother me. And like, because I know the harmful effects of it, I just, I can't have it in my presence. So that's why I tossed everything. But for most people, they need to start very slowly and it's one thing at a time. And why I tell people when you're making the transition to more natural and holistic products, always start with the things on your body. So the first thing I always say is start with your deodorant because the lymph nodes lead in for women into your breast issues. And we know what that could lead to. Um, and the question I always get is, but, but then I sweat. Like you're supposed to sweat. <laughs> it's a natural on the back. <laughs> it's a natural thing. There's a reason why you're sweating. Um, yeah. So anything that you put on your skin, and then I always the next thing would be what you put into your mouth, and then your surrounding environment. So those are where I tell people to start. I love that advice. So you would start with anything topical, and mm-hmm. let's face it, there are if you really evaluated your day and your routine. And you think about most of us, especially as women, we've, we've done this at some point or another, we've mm-hmm. read in Cosmo magazine, all the products we use or something like that. Yeah. But when you really sit with your daily routine, you apply a heck of a lot of products to your skin, which mm-hmm. just means the body is actively absorbing it. And mm-hmm. where do we really think it goes? It goes yeah. into that bloodstream. It affects every cell in our body. So this is terrific advice. And it is a really simple place to start. Simple in the sense that it can be done by everyone. Mm-hmm. Adjustment period for someone who is ready to make the change might be a little longer. I love that you mentioned deodorant right away because 
that is a product that we all use. We mm-hmm. do it daily. We do it sometimes more than once in a day. And we start to discover things about ourselves. Yep. We do Absolutely. sweat naturally. The sweat <laughs> isn't a stinky part either. It's the bacteria in our body acting yes. with the sweat that causes the smell. So that's a whole other thing. That's a, that's a usually. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, and it usually yeah. a sign that you need a detox. <laughs> right. So I, I really love that advice. And then from topical, you share with people, it's um, important to start focusing on what you're consuming internally. So mm-hmm. why don't we, uh, we'll keep circling around naturally a goddess, because I think those, I think what you've done is simplified life for people. So inst- not everyone is going to think to themselves, oh, I'm, if I can't find what I'm looking for, I'm going to create my own, right. but for those folks who are not necessarily DIYers, you have just given them an option that makes really good sense. And it's tried and true. So if you're promoting it and you've created it, clearly you have a deep trust in it. Absolutely. And everything that I make to sell, isn't something that I don't use myself or on my kids or in my home. So everything on my website I personally use myself and on my kids and within my home. Okay. I love that. And we'll make sure um, if you're listening and you're going to get curious about this, I know we will have naturally a goddess, um, all of the contact information in the show notes. So when you decide to check Christina out, you'll be able to check out that product line. Um, If you're not someone who chooses to create things for yourself, if you are good on you, Mm -hmm. And I just, before we talk about food and other things that you consume, you mentioned the EWG. And I just want to clarify for people what EWG is, because not all of our listeners are aware of it. And I believe that once they know, they will be (laughs) so thrilled that it's part of their life. Do you want to share a little bit about it? Yeah, so the EWG is called the Environmental Working Group, and they have guidelines on their website that clearly tell you what a product rates or an ingredient rates. So for example, if you were to look up a commercial household cleaner, you would find that it typically rates a seven, eight, or nine on their ranking chart. And that is in the red section, which means highly hazardous, highly toxic, something you want to remove from your home right away because it causes a lot of uh, health concerns. And To touch on the health concerns part, we as women using lots of products, we tend to put, I think the number is like over 5,000 different chemicals on our body daily. I know. And when you, small exposures to these things won't necessarily have that direct effect on you. However, it's with the amount that we're using and being exposed to on a daily basis, our body's tipping point is coming to that point much faster. And once we reach that point, our body starts giving us clues when we get close. Hey, there you have eczema. You have all of a sudden, you can't really sleep. Um, you are starting to sneeze when you're around certain things. Um, something that used to bother you, didn't used to bother you, sorry, now bothers you. So there's all these clues that your body gives you. And if you ignore them, then you go over the tipping point and you start getting into sickness and disease and that sort of thing. So those warnings need to be taken seriously to try to eliminate the toxicity level within your body before you reach that state of 
illness or disease. So referring to the EWG or the Environmental Working Group is a really good place to start because you can literally look up pretty much every product and it'll tell you how it rates as a whole. And then it breaks down each ingredient individually and how that rates and why that particular ingredient is not safe to be on your skin. Um, a lot of a lot of pro uh, products have the term fragrance or um, perfume or anything under that envelope or umbrella, sorry. And that is something that you really need to pay attention to because the word fragrance or perfume has over 3000 chemicals in it alone, and they don't need to list everything. They can just use the umbrella term fragrance or perfume. And it is so harmful and toxic to the body that it is one of those things that really compounds the toxicity levels within your body and pushes you closer to that body's tipping point. Um, another app that a lot of people tend to have heard about is Think Dirty. Um, so you can just scan something. It is more US based. I found that they don't really have as many Canadian products in it. That's why I always go back to the EWG. But I would start with those two and start checking everything in your house and see, and even just start with the things that you put on your body, like your deodorant and see how it, um, how it rates and then make a decision that feels good for you. That's the thing. It's a, it is a mind blowingly helpful tool once you know that it exists mm -hmm. and once you activate it in your home and it gives you literally gives you the power back yep. your own home. So again, mm -hmm. we talk about what's important really only needs to be what's under your own roof. We can't control what's happening out in the environment to an no. extent, um, but we can control that tipping point mm -hmm. to a degree, like you described, by you know challenging what we're using these days in our own home. And the only reason we're using most of these items is because we've been marketed to. Exactly. We believe that this is going to create the softest, most luxurious feeling clothing. And mm -hmm. clothing is a big one for me, like la mm -hmm. a laundry room being one of the most toxic rooms in your home. Yes. That you're not only breathing in. I always use Downy as my example. Oh, I'm sorry yes. if anyone's in love with Downy <laughs> out there. I still love the smell. I, I still do, believe it or not. But I will never use it again because I think to myself, I now understand the carcinogenic levels mm -hmm. attached to using that product. So I know that I'm breathing it in. So I'm taking in the toxins through my respiration. Yeah. And then in the past, I would wear that against mm -hmm. my skin all day long and let it absorb through my skin. So I was getting the double whammy oh, yeah. from the toxic chemicals in an easy everyday product like Downy that is sold to us. Oh no, it's Snuggle that I'm thinking of. With Snuggle, the yeah. You know, the little yes. that coos in the commercial? Yes. That little guy duped me <laughs> big time. He dupes a lot of people. Yes. And we believe that we're doing right by ourselves and by our families. And, mm -hmm. and then we wonder why our kids have elevated levels of asthma, eczema, mm -hmm. all of these things. So what you're doing to coach people away from simple everyday products like this is genius because they will discover epic new levels of health by making these small change outs in their home. Mm -hmm. And it's so empowering, so empowering. And when you walk by things, you're like, nope, I know what that does to me. And I have this alternative at home. And it, I just find the empowerment ripples into different parts of your life too, which is also a nice feeling. 
oh, it becomes if if you're at the start of this, um, you know, creating a low tox or detox home, you you find it it's almost like a compulsion. You can't wait mm-hmm. to discover what else you could course correct just slightly and yeah. up level your health again. Yeah. yeah. It's so much so I notice Christina, when I go into um, the drugstore and I only go into the drugstore to, to do my mail now, but in the line where I have to wait to um, be serviced at Canada post, that's where all the Febreze and all of those mm-hmm. items are. I nearly die standing there. <laughs> the headache I instantly get is crazy. Yes. So if, if you're a non-believer about how smell impacts your health, think about that for a minute. Think about the last time you smelled something and it made you feel nauseous mm-hmm. or it gave you an instant headache. And then think about swapping that out for what Christina's describing and and understanding what it has the ability to do for you. Not only does it not give you those wretched side effects, but it improves your health. It uplifts your mood. It mm-hmm. it cleanses the air you're breathing. Like it is just a win-win-win all the way around. Absolutely. And I noticed once I removed or swapped, I should say, the products, especially on my skin, and then started looking after my gut, mm-hmm. I have not had issues with my eczema since. I'm not saying that it'll cure it, <laughs> but what I'm saying is for me, it drastically improved it. And I have not experienced those bad bouts of eczema since. Amazing. Amazing. That's testimony. Absolutely. So we've, we've kind of covered off then within your, um, your, your business, you're, you're helping people in this very health focused way, driving them towards positive change allowing them to see that they, they have the ability to make these switches for themselves, giving them the courage and the confidence to understand how easy it is. We've talked now about um, topical. Uh, We've really covered respiratory as well. Mm -hmm. Describing a few of our own personal examples on that. Let me bring us back to the internal because you've taken that a step further and become a student of nutrition as mm-hmm. well. So maybe we can explore that a little bit and how you connect those things together. I think there's this idea that they're all separate silos, but you have discovered and you coach other people to understand mm-hmm. the connection between all of them. Yeah, they are hugely connected. It's, they're not individual pieces. All of them absolutely work together. So it's interesting. I'm just a few months in to my schooling, but it's been absolutely mind blowing. And I already knew a lot. Um, And, but I'm starting to see a lot of things from all my education with essential oils and then all my research and education with my product building, how it's leaked into what I'm learning in nutrition. And just that the products we consume eat internally um, hugely impact our skin as well and everything around us. So I always knew about the whole beef and chicken industry. Like I knew, but I didn't know, like does that make sense? Um, And just learning about that and how that has a huge impact on someone's health as well was so crazy to me because like I knew about factory farming cows and 
how chickens are kept in these little chicken houses and they're not like they're de-beaked and they're not given sunlight and all these things. And then learning between like grass fed and finished beef and pasteurized chicken and eggs and their nutritional value and how that contributes to somebody's health. It's totally opened my eyes. So again, I'm not a meat eater. Um, and, but my husband is, and I went upstairs after some class and I'm like, did you know? <laughs> and it, cause I was just so like, oh, I partly was disgusted because it's like the cow example. They are in, we've all seen pictures of them in their little spaces and not moving and the overuse of antibiotics. And then their, their microbiome is totally off and there's more disease and then they need more medication. Um, and then just, they were talking about pus going into milk, which goes into cheese, which goes into every other dairy product. Right. And then comparing that to like biodynamic farming and that the, the cattle are allowed to graze freely and it's, there's no hormones, there's no fertilizers, that it's only the fertilizer that comes from the cow that's on the land and they use plant intercropping. And so it's that whole like biodiversity of the biodynamic farm that contributes to a healthier cattle and the nutritional value of the cattle. And so when you're consuming something that has a very high nutritional value versus factory farmed cows, that also is contributing to your toxicity level within your body because you're ingesting those chemicals that they've sprayed. You're ingesting those antibiotics. You're ingesting all the other medication. You're ingesting the pus. Like, and that, I know it makes me want to gag, but that is um, also weakening your immune system. So obviously if you have a really toxic body, your immune system is often compromised. So to say that, um, the things are compartmentalized. Car- car- <laughs> Did I say that right? Um, yeah. um, is false because everything is intertwined and reacts with each other and helps each other or puts you in a, in a deficit. So you always want to make sure that what you're consuming is of good quality, highest nutritional value versus the toxicity part, because then that helps with your microbiome. And then if you're changing what you're putting on your skin, it's also contributing to cleansing of the toxins and then controlling what's in your immediate environment in your home. Again, that's also contributing to removing the toxins and making your microbiome even better. So they're all interconnected. They all play off each other and you can't really isolate one versus the other. You are using a term that I'm not sure everyone is familiar with, and that's microbiome. This has become a real um, commonly used word in the field of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And yet I don't believe the general public is so much aware of this. This is really where the dedication to ongoing health lies right now. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if, could you do just a quick explanation of what the microbiome is so that we better understand it? It's in a nutshell, it's the microorganisms that live in your gut. And so you want to have good, healthy gut bacteria um, that helps you with, you know, digestion, elimination, um, supporting your immune system versus one that's like a leaky gut or lacking those nutrients. Okay. And that's what I think that's so important to clarify because, Mm -hmm. um, generally speaking, many of us hear the word bacteria 
and we immediately feel a little bit cringy. But the reality is, in fact, I was just I was just doing a little bit of research yesterday. So I'm going to share this because it's such fresh information to me Mm -hmm. in this um, research that I was doing. They talked about the fact that the human body, we all know, is made up of trillions and trillions of cells, Mm -hmm. human cells. Yes. But a large majority of those cells are bacterial cells. Mm -hmm. 38. So they said if the body was roughly 70, 75 trillion cells, it was somewhere in and around 38 trillion of those are bacteria Mm -hmm. cells. Mm -hmm. This is a concept that we have not entertained in our life. And when we better understand what you're describing, and when we take a moment to understand a term like microbiome, we start doing things just a little bit differently to support the bacteria. You know, that's Mm -hmm. if I had heard that as a kid or teenager, or even in my early adulthood, I would have thought, what? You got to get rid of the bacteria, get rid of it. it." You want to nurture it so that it is good bacteria. And I think that's a really, I'm so glad you brought it up. I'm so glad that you talked about the meat industry. I wonder if on the flip side of that, I'm also, I sounds like our households are very similar. I'm not a meat eater, but my husband also is. We seek out unique um meat sources because mm-hmm. buying it from the grocery store is a it's it's a no-go for us anymore yeah. but on the plant side of things so let's mm-hmm. say someone is really already um plant-based can you speak to the soil connection mm-hmm. so there's a really big connection now even if you are plant-based in terms of nutrition and gut and microbiome that Christine is talking about it's also important to pay attention to your nutrition as it relates to the soil health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we all know, like the nutrients within our soil health become so depleted that people are trying to add so many more things back into it. And <clears throat> this is where the huge push for eating organic comes into play. Um, it is true that organic produce has a higher nutritional value than commercial produce. So picking up, let's say a carrot from Walmart versus a carrot from like an organic carrot from goodness me, they look relatively the same, but the nutritional value is completely different. And a lot of traditional farming are owned by big companies (laughs) that we know. um, And they are paid to grow those crops for them in large quantities. And so they are often grown in like a monocropping type farm. So if you're driving through the country and you just see a whole field full of broccoli, let's say that's monocropping. There's no beneficial insects. There are no, there's no intercropping. There's none of that. So the soil essentially is also becoming extremely depleted because it's not getting the nutrients back into it naturally. Whereas if you, so when I garden at home, I do a lot of intercropping. There is not one piece of fruit or vegetable that's by itself. It's intermingled with different produce. So there's those nutrients going back into the soil. It encourages beneficial bugs. And I don't have to use fertilizers because my soil, I use compost that is from my own backyard in my soils. So by doing things like adding natural compost that you've made in your backyard um, helps tremendously with the nutritional value 
but as well as the taste of the crop. And so <clears throat> produce that you get in the grocery store, they only care about mass production. They care about only looks. Um, they care about shelf life. So essentially they bred the taste and the nutrition out of those, out of that produce. Whereas if you're going to organic, they don't have um, necessarily those in mind. Who cares if it looks funny, right? Does my carrot need to be perfectly straight? No, it's a carrot. I don't care. Um, does my apple have to be perfectly round? No, it does not. And oftentimes the misformed fruits and vegetables are often the tastiest. And whereas in big box stores, they only want the perfect looking ones. Because if you, we've all done it, you go into the grocery store and you're like, oh, that apple is squishy or, and we put it back, right? Um, or that has a bruise on it. Um, but oftentimes those fruits or veggies that have that imperfection on it is more tasty and usually has a little more nutritional value in it. So, and I'm not saying to eat entirely organic because I know that that can be super expensive, but if you can choose a couple things where you can choose to buy the organic produce over the not, I certainly recommend it because you're also going to get, if it's organic, it's not using herbicides and pesticides and all that. It, it's usually come from an intercropped farm. Um, you want to try to buy produce that are from more biodynamic type farms, but if you can't, organics and that's the best bet. And buy the imperfect fruit or veggies, right? You're going to get more nutritional value that way. And again, that contributes to your overall health. You have given us just so many takeaways today. I think this conversation is one of the juiciest that I've ever had because as we wrap up today, you've given us um, new terms, microbiome, biodynamic, um, monocropping. Sometimes for, for many listeners, some of these terms are going to be brand, brand new. And I love when you hear something for the first time and it rattles around in your brain and provokes you to get curious and follow that curiosity and see where it leads you. See what path, you know, of information lies in front of you, because now you've been offered this opportunity. You've listened to this podcast today. Christina has, you've given a, honestly, you've just given us so many beautiful things to consider. I love your, your business. Naturally a goddess, I think offers so much value to people in terms of what they can begin and continue using for themselves to up-level their health. You've given us an opportunity to understand the connection between topical and internal and respiratory intake of, of, of chemicals. You've given us an opportunity to understand the relationship between consumption and what exists beyond our home. Farming, for example, the meat industry, for example. Mm -hmm. These are all massive takeaways so I want to thank you, but before, before we wrap things up, I would love to know who are, if you didn't grow up this way, if this is a discovery of your own personal interests, who are your guides and your mentors? Like who drives this beyond yourself? Who do you find drives this for you? Mm. Or who do you look to? That's a tough one. Cause a lot of things that I've done in my life is more intuitive based it's more um, divine based. Like I'll often, I'm religious like, and I'll often pray and ask for guidance on my next step on something where I'm not too sure or put me in contact with the next person I'm supposed to 
be in contact with in order to learn X, Y, or Z. So it's a lot of it is my intuition and a lot of it is divine leading and me being in tune with that and listening to that. I can't say that there's one specific person that I, I look to as my mentor because I like to figure things out for myself. I kind of look in different places for different resources. So I'd, I'd have to say it's my the divine and my intuition that work together to guide me where, where I'm supposed to be next. That's a beautiful <laughs> answer. Like beautiful, as it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people you can find inspiring, but the real guidance, if we're being honest with ourselves, is to look inward. So mm-hmm. thank you for an honest answer. Mm-hmm. I really I appreciate that so much. Now, everyone's going to want to know how they can stay in touch with you because you have added so much value to our day. You obviously are a wealth of information. Your wisdom is literally blowing my mind right now, but it's your kind approach. You are offering this information to us with just such grace. I know people are going to want to follow along with you. So help us understand how we can do that. Mm -hmm. So I do have an Instagram account and it's naturally a goddess. That's my handle. Um, And then I also have a website. So it's just www.naturallyagoddess.ca. And then I will send you my homeschooling website for that information on resources. This has been so good as I knew it would, but you have far exceeded, far exceeded what I thought we would move into today. So I will highly recommend that when you're done listening to this podcast, go grab your device, hop on Instagram, follow Christina at naturally a goddess, pop over to her website and just take a look around, get a sense, you know, websites are really great. They're, they're sort of a, a soft place to land to figure out if this is someone that you want to partner with. And I think if you've listened to this all the way to the end, I think you already know that Christina is somebody who can and will support you. So dive into that for yourself, do yourself that honor of pursuing what she has to offer. She's done the work. She's, she's in this, you know, and she's living it. So in terms of trusting her expertise, friends, it's all there. Go for it. Christina, I want to say thank you so very much for spending some time with me today. This has been just a complete joy. You are so, oh, you're so kind and so wise. Thanks a million. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being here. It's great. Okay. And for our listeners, thank you guys for hanging out. As always, you're so deeply appreciated. And until we meet again, take great care of yourselves. Bye for now, everyone.